You're listening to episode 83 of the ESL Teaching Podcast. Artificial intelligence, or AI as we call it, has taken over so many areas of our life, and teaching is no exception. I have been waiting to share my insights into what using artificial intelligence might mean for all teachers, and especially those of us who work with multilingual learners, but now I think it is time. In this episode, I will share five specific and effective ways you can leverage the power of AI in your teaching. Some tips will be more geared towards EL teachers and others are super handy for classroom teachers who want to help multilingual learners in their classroom. So without further ado, let's get to the episode. Welcome to the ESL Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Yeva Grossless, otherwise known as Simply Yeva, and I am so thankful that you tuned in. I'm looking forward to sharing both my knowledge and experience on this podcast, as well as that of my fellow teachers. Hello, hello, everyone. I typically like to observe and try things out myself before I jump into sharing opinions and recommendations. And uh, when ChatGPT came out right at the beginning of this year, I wasn't sure what to think. Honestly, I had so many more questions than opinions. For example, how will this affect teaching in general? How will this affect my teaching? Will this make students be dishonest in their learning? How will this change education? Is this ethical? Who decides when to use it and when not? And so many more. And I am sure I'm not the only one with these questions. But I knew one thing for sure. Artificial intelligence is here to stay and it has a lot of potential. We just have to learn to how to use it. So in this episode, I wanted to give some information about different types of AI, as well as share really effective ways that teachers can leverage the power of AI to help themselves save time and energy and to help multilingual learners. Although I love trying out new technology, as I mentioned, um, and finding ways that it can help us save time and otherwise make our life easier, I am a firm believer that human intelligence is still number one. Without using our own human intelligence, AI is really useless. And after all, it was the human brains that came up with this technology. At the same time, AI is something that will help us in the future, so mastering it for good and ethical purposes is also really important. So let's begin uh, by looking at different types of artificial intelligence. And first of all, what is artificial intelligence? According to dictionary.com, artificial intelligence is the theory and development of computer systems able to perform tasks that normally require human intelligence, such as visual perception, speech recognition, decision-making, and translation between languages. We have been using it without even thinking about it for some time now. For example, facial recognition software, you know, the one on your phone, which sometimes recognizes you and sometimes it doesn't, or speech-to-text software, such as Google Translate and other translation apps. Spam filters are also a type of artificial intelligence. 
We also have smart AI, which is more adaptive and adapts to its environment. For example, if you type uh, something in Google, it recommends topics and uh, recommends how to complete your sentences. So that is smart AI. Uh, Self-driving cars is also a type of AI. But our today's topic will be all about generative AI. And that is the type of artificial intelligence that can produce text, images, audio, and video. So if you are someone who uses Canva, and I am a big fan of Canva, you may have noticed that there's a magic write function there, which helps you come up with ideas on what to write. In Canva, you can also use a feature that allows you to give it specific instructions for an image and it creates an image for you. So if you are looking for an image of panda on ice skates eating ice cream, you can enter that in Canva and uh, it will generate an image for you. Chat GPT is also part of generative AI and the focus of our today's episode. I teach in two schools every day and between planning, collaboration, traveling, catching up on paperwork and other teacher related stuff, sometimes I truly have very little time and uh, mental space to even understand what I'm going to do next. So last year, during one particularly hectic week, I had a mental block. What can I work on with my newcomers today that would support our goal? I think the unit that we were on was food and I had uh, pre-taught them the vocabulary. I had, we had uh, already been familiar with certain uh, phrases, but I can't remember right now if that was um, the topic, but a few minutes before I was pulled into yet another direction, I thought to myself, let me sit down at my laptop, uh, open ChatGPT and see what the rave is all about. So I entered a simple sentence. Give me lesson plan ideas about food for EL newcomers in high school. Boom. Within seconds, I had an outline of a lesson. Honestly, that's all it took for my brain to rev up again and adapt these ideas to my specific students in my specific teaching situation. So this is the first thing that you can use chat GPT for. It can help you as a teacher brainstorm for lesson ideas and help you with lesson planning. You can tweak it as much as you want. You can adapt it as much as you want, but this is a really, really great first thing. You can start with ChatGPT if you've never tried it. The second thing that is super helpful for all teachers, but especially to those of us who work with multilingual learners is asking ChatGPT to generate vocabulary for your lesson or unit. So as an example, uh, you I could enter vocabulary for food unit, but I'm going to give you a content area example because I've been working with my students, um, especially levels two, level twos on uh, ancient Greece and helping them understand the topic. So I entered a prom, come up with a vocabulary list of 10 words that are most essential when learning about ancient Greece for EL students. And it shared essential words necessary for understanding the topic right away, including Acropolis, Agora, Democracy, Tyrant, and others. 
Now you can tweak the instructions, reword them and make them as specific as you need. ChatGPT adapts to your instructions and with time, it will provide more accurate answers for you. So it is all trial and error. You can ask it to regenerate the response if you're not happy with it. The third way you can use ChatGPT uh, to help your multilingual learners is by asking it to paraphrase or simplify a text passage. This takes up so much time for us to paraphrase a text or to make it simple, right? So it is a really great way to make content accessible for English learners. I took a passage my students had to read in their history class and pasted it into ChatGPT. Uh, I ended up tweaking the prompt several times until I got the result I was happy with. And uh, here's my prompt. The first time I simply said, simplify the following text and pasted a section of text in ChatGPT. It came up with a simpler version, but I realized it would still be too difficult to get the gist for my newcomers, so I tweaked my prompt. Adapt the following text to beginner level EL students. Now it came back something I could work with. So I could share the text with the students. Uh, we can read it together or they can read it individually or with partners. And with this information, now I can build their language skills through introducing vocabulary, uh, going back to the text for reference, showing them the original and uh, the adapted version to see uh, how it looks, having them talk about it, having them write about it. My goal for them was to understand what the text was about. And once the students do, they're perfectly capable of answering the more analytical questions using content area vocabulary. And ChatGPT helped me save time in just a matter of seconds. So this was very, very helpful. And I think this is a tool that content area teachers can use as well, because we work with the understanding level of students for so much of the time that sometimes uh, it takes much longer to get them to the higher uh, level thinking simply because if they don't understand, they're not going to be able to show. The next way to use ChatGPT for is for differentiating the same lesson. So this can be easily done and really handy for content area teachers. So let's stick to the same topic of ancient Greece. And here is a prompt I entered. How would you differentiate a lesson about ancient Olympic uh, Greek Olympic games to WIDA level one and level four EL students? And ChatGPT came up with several ideas on how content can be presented at different levels. This may not be anything new for us EL teachers, for example, using visuals and gestures for level one and continuing to teach advanced vocabulary for level four. But for someone for whom teaching ELs is not second nature or first time or they need a refresher, this is really, really helpful. Finally, Ask ChatGPT to provide writing and speaking prompts. Be as specific as you need to be when asking for prompts. For example, I included students' EL level. 
the prompt went something like this. Create three writing prompts about ancient Greece for WIDA level three EL students and create three writing prompts about ancient Greece for WIDA level one EL students. Level one student prompts included drawing and listing things while level three prompts were about more actual writing, such as write a letter from a perspective of an ancient Greek. So these are just five ways, five basic ways you can use ChatGPT, but there are so many more. For example, you can generate rubrics, you can create outlines, build icebreakers, create templates, and so much more. And all of this will really save you time. And saving time is uh, every teacher's dream, right? So sometimes we hear comments that AI will take over, students will not know how to think, and everything will go to ruin. It is easy to think this way, but going deeper into this technology is what is required to adjust our perspectives, uh, understanding that teaching is more about teaching the process, the critical thinking. And these are the things that will not replace, uh, ChatGPT will not replace the teachers with. As I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, human intelligence is the most important intelligence. AI is still in its infancy in terms of creation. And as a professional, you are the one that knows your theory, the practice, the students, content, teaching situation best and the situation of the day. So that is why I wanted to leave you today with a few practical tips that you can immediately implement. Number one, play around with different wording of prompts to see which one gives you the most effective results. Like I mentioned, at first I started with a broader topic of, for example, generating 10 words for EL students about ancient Greece. But tweaking this to include more specific information with ancient Greece, such as government or philosophers, as well as including language proficiency level, will yield even better results. AI is using patterns on data sets, so it will keep improving and you are basically teaching it to improve. Number two is it is still extremely important to check your facts, make edits and add your own personality to whatever lesson idea ChatGPT helped you generate. You can take the response you received from ChatGPT and enter it into Google to fact check. You'll be surprised that sometimes information is either not accurate or sometimes it even invents information. So check for facts, uh, do your due diligence and uh, make sure you present accurate information to your students. And finally, always follow your district's policy regarding AI usage. I'm providing you with the ideas here, but it is something that each school and district decides on how they're going to approach artificial, uh, artificial intelligence, who uh, is going to have access to it, uh, whether to, how to teach the students, and so on. I hope you found this information helpful, and I hope we can continue this conversation. Artificial intelligence is a newer topic, and it is so broad that can take on so many ideas. So let's continue talking. I want to hear from you. Do you use ChatGPT? And if so, what is your go-to prompt? Send me a message on Instagram and let's chat. Thank you for listening and until next time. 
Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to do two things. First, make sure to subscribe to the ESL Teaching Podcast so you don't miss an episode. And second, leave a positive review wherever you listen, on iTunes, Spotify, or any other platform. Positive reviews will improve the chances of this podcast to be discovered in the feed and help our fellow ESL ELL teachers. And of course, there's a third thing. If you aren't following me on social media yet, come join me on Instagram at SimplyYevaESL, Facebook, SimplyYeva, or connect with me on my website, SimplyYeva.com. Thanks again, and until next time.